At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to our Wine Wednesday. I have to tell you, I am not having wine today. I am having a rum mint mojito. I don't know if any of you have tried these, but this was my beverage of choice tonight, which strays a little from our wine theme evening. Um, But I'm staying at my uncle's house and we tried the wine that he had here and it came out black. I didn't know that wine could be black, so we <laughs> decided to go with this. I felt like this was a safer option. But hopefully everyone here is having a great Wednesday. We are in the midst of a very big thunderstorm here in Florida, so you will probably hear thunder and you might potentially see some, uh, see some lightning. So keeping it eventful here. But, um, so tonight what we figured we would, we're going to talk about is taxes, which is a, always a fun topic. So currently we got a nice extension from the government. And so taxes are not due until Monday. This is, I think one of the latest times or latest dates that have been available for your tax filing deadline. And it didn't seem like we had too many questions about taxes, so I just wanted to give everyone some information about taxes. I think that um, most people don't understand how our tax code works. I like to say um, it's an adversarial relationship that we have with the government. Um, and the way I always described it is if you get an airline ticket, you know everyone pays a different price for their airline ticket. So some people on that flight paid zero, other people paid full boat, you know, so paid the top price um, for that airline ticket. And so taxes are kind of the same way with our government. So some people pay more, some people pay less. It's all about understanding our tax code and tax evasion is illegal. Um, That's what you go to jail for. And that's how they usually, or back in the day, that's how they caught mobsters. But tax avoidance is perfectly legal and I would say even encouraged within our tax code. So it's all about understanding how taxes work. And basically the basic understanding for our tax code is um, the more money that you make, uh, the more that you pay, it's considered a progressive tax system. And the way to think about it is if you've ever looked at tax brackets, whether it's single or married filing joint or married filing separate, whatever your tax bracket is, 
I would look at it and I would take a look at how it works. Uh, most people have never really looked at the tax bracket and the first step to understanding taxes is gonna be understanding how our tax brackets work. You start out, you know, zero usually to around, I'm just gonna approximate here uh, the tax brackets, it's not identical, but round up if we're using even numbers, usually zero to 10,000 for a single filer, you pay 10% on that. And then from there it moves up. So your next dollar then, you know, from 10,000 to about 40,000 would pay 12%. And then after that, you'd pay 22%. And these are the 2021 brackets. And the brackets change every year, slightly, not dramatically. Right now with Biden's tax plan, that would change our tax brackets. It most likely won't affect um, those unless you're in the higher bracket. You'd have to, it looks like, and they haven't really given us total clarity on who it's going to affect. The White House says only for 400,000, but we're not sure if that's 400,000 single or 400,000 married filing joint. But in general, the lower brackets won't be affected based on what the information we're given so far. And it will just be that top bracket will move from a 37% bracket to a 39% bracket. And when I'm talking about taxes, I'm only referring to federal. So if you're one of those folks that's working in New York City, for example, you not only pay the federal tax bracket, you pay New York State, and then you also have New York City. So taxes is super important because if you're a high income earner as a single person, let's just say you make 175,000, your top tax bracket is 32% and that's not including any state tax obligation. It's not including any city tax obligation. It's also not including any uh, FICA and FICA is gonna be your Medicare and social security contributions. And that works out to believe, I, I think I'd have to double check, but about 7.5% right there. So as you can see, if you add 7.5% to 32, we're getting close to 40, and you add state and city, you're gonna be closer to almost maybe somewhere between 45 and 50% tax. So taxes is super important. And what I like to say to people is you really wanna understand what your gross is, and that's the nice number on the piece of paper when a company offers you a job versus what your net number is gonna be, which is what you end up putting in your pocket. And your net number is the number which you can put food on the table with. Gross is a really nice number on paper, but you don't buy groceries with your gross number. You buy groceries with your net number. And so understanding your tax obligation and where you fall tax-wise can really help you long-term with your personal finances. So first off, right, you wanna understand gross and net. So what is that number? You know, Where do you fall tax-wise at the top? What's that gross number? What are you netting? What are you putting in your pocket? Because then once you understand that, you can be more strategic. And so then the two areas of tax that you need to understand is you need to know what your marginal rate is. And the marginal rate is the top tax rate you're gonna pay. So for instance, if you were making 175,000 as a single person, that top bracket, that marginal rate is gonna be 32% for 2021. Now. Let's just say you're making fifty thousand as a single person. Your marginal rate's twenty-two percent, so that's you know that's still a high tax bracket. Your effective rate, though, because we talked about it's almost like a staircase. Your first dollar pays the least amount. Your last dollar pays the most. Your last dollar is paying at that marginal rate, that top tax rate. The average between your first dollar and your last dollar, and everything in between, the average tax paid 
is going to be your effective tax rate. The reason why you want to understand both your marginal and your effective tax rate is when we talk about contributing to a 401k at work, you can reduce the amount of money that is in that marginal tax bracket. So for instance, let's say you listen to the podcast and you hear how much I talk about how important it is to be investing for retirement and you say, you know what, I'm going to max out my 401k and I'm going to put $19,000 into it. Well, if you're an individual making, let's just say $60,000 and you put $19,000 into your 401k, you have basically reduced your marginal bracket by almost 10%. So just by putting the money into the 401k, you're saving about 10% on the federal income tax right there. So that's why it's important to know your 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 marginal tax rate to see if there's any opportunities to, you know, reduce that bracket to lower it and then therefore reduce your effective tax rate. And then from there, another couple of points is just briefly we'll explain that a tax credit, um, people talk about this Maybe some of you listening do your own taxes, maybe some of you don't, but a tax credit is a dollar for dollar reduction of the income tax that you owe. So tax uh, tax credits are wonderful, right? So it reduces the amount of tax you owe. What we just talked about um, with the 401k is a tax deduction. So it's reducing the income that you have to pay tax on. So both of them are great, and you want to strive to get one or the other or both if you can, but a 401k is a great way to reduce your taxes. And just a little statistic, because a lot of people don't worry about the taxes, and as I said, tax avoidance is perfectly legal and encouraged, and a great way to avoid tax is to use your 401k or to do a traditional IRA um, that reduces the amount of income that's taxable. But the top... uh, 25% of individuals in terms of adjusted gross income paid just about 87% of all income tax. So, you know, it's a progressive tax system. I like to say it's adversarial. So you want to make sure you understand how our tax system works and make sure that you're being strategic with your tax situation, seeing if there's any tax strategies that you can take advantage of. So that's all I have tonight, folks for taxes. If anyone has any questions, you can, uh, I think you can say that you have questions. We are working on doing some more downloads here for you. So we're working on the traditional IRA. We have the Roth IRA already up. The Roth IRA uh, doesn't provide any sort of um, tax break today. You get a great tax break in the future. Uh, When you go to take those monies out, in retirement, uh, the Roth IRA doesn't have any required minimum distribution, so no mandated distributions. It also doesn't impact your tax situation in retirement as long as you've held it for five years, you're older, over 59 and a half, totally tax-free. And it doesn't cause taxation of Social Security. So we're all, you know, most people that come to my Instagram Live and most people that listen to the podcast are younger, but it's really important when you're in retirement to have income that doesn't tax Social Security, and that is one of them. Getting married this year, congrats. Uh, Would you recommend keeping your tax filing joint or tax filing separate? So this is a really interesting aspect of our tax code. Tax filing separate is almost the same as doing a single filing. There's really no advantage. 
uh, doing married filing separate, except usually with student loans, if you're on an income-based repayment program, that's usually when I see it. Obviously, you want to check with an accountant to make sure that's the best option for you. Um, I would say that most often, uh, not always, but most often when you look at the married filing joint tax bracket, it's more generous, meaning you can have more income in those brackets and you know have a lower tax obligation. So I always kind of have, have thought personal opinion, but I always have kind of looked at the tax brackets and thought that married filing joint it looks like the tax code, not that it says, and you know, tax code doesn't have an opinion, but that the tax code almost encouraged being married. It seemed like you're a little bit better off married filing joint. So most often you don't see people doing married filing separate because the advantage of being married, unadvantage of being married is that you get to file married filing joint. So unless you have a student loan situation where you're on an income-based repayment program, most likely you probably would be better off and save money from a tax standpoint with married filing joint. Yes, correct. So yeah, the only reason just to, we had another comment, but yeah, usually the only reason for uh, married filing separate is based on income uh, repayment programs for student loans. Um, and that's because then they can separate out the income. Therefore your student loan payment is going to be less because it's essentially like filing single, um, a little better than filing single, but not tremendously better. Um, so that is usually the only reason I see married couples doing married filing separate is for that income-based repayment program. Um, or in other cases, if someone's been divorced but not officially, so you're still filing, um, we see married filing separate in those situations because they're really trying to separate the assets and they're still legally married and working through that negotiation and they'll also do married filing separate. But those are most often the cases that we see for married filing separate. So in terms of your questions about you're getting married, what do you think the best option is? Most often your best option is gonna be filing your taxes, married filing joint. And that was a great question, I hadn't thought about that. And it, it is important, I mean, most people have never gone and look at the brackets. I would go and look at the brackets and then you can kind of see um, why I push so much doing the retirement savings, especially if in, you're in a high bracket, how you can reduce that income just by participating in your 401k at work. Um, so uh, we another comment, you've wondered about filing an amended return with the loan payment pause last year. Yeah, that's possible because you didn't have to make a payment with COVID. The best thing to do in that situation is I would absolutely ask your accountant if it makes sense and you would save money from a tax standpoint. You know, Obviously, if you don't have to make a payment, you didn't have to make a payment with COVID, maybe you were better off and had a tax savings uh, by filing joint. So I would ask your accountant if they think it makes sense for you to do amended return because there was that pause on the student loan payment. So I would defer that to your accountant, but I think that's a great question. Um, would married filing separate be better if you wanted to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA if married filing jointly takes you over the limit or the benefits of filing outweigh that. So the government has thought about this. Typically when you do married filing separate, um, it's usually not an advantage except for that income-based repayment or if you're, you're in the process of getting divorced. So you'd have to look at how much more you would spend in tax versus the advantage um, of being able to do a Roth if you separated it. Most often it, it it doesn't make that big of a difference. Um, so you're better off doing the married filing joint. 
Um, and that's another one where when you get down into the nitty gritty with that sort of thing, you want to always check with your accountant. Um, so you make a lot less than your spouse. So would it behoove you to do the married filing separate? So you, based on only your income, could do um, the Roth IRA. What I would say I think would probably be your better option is to be a little bit more strategic with it and say, um, for this most recent question with, in order to take advantage of a Roth IRA, I would see if there's a Roth IRA available through or 401k through either you or your spouse's work plan. And then you're probably saving money as a household by doing married filing joint. And then what you could do is maybe then, because you know, you're a team, if you're you know married, then maybe you know you split the money up so that you can then max out your 401k and do you know part of it traditional and do the rest of it Roth. So you're still getting the Roth monies contributed, but you're doing the Roth 401k rather than the Roth IRA contribution, if that makes sense. So we got some good questions tonight. I appreciate everyone asking these good questions. Um, but yeah, for that last question, I would see if there's a Roth 401k available, and I think I would probably consider going that avenue and, and versus doing married filing separate. I think as a household, you might end up paying a lot more in tax. So I would see if there's a way to save the tax money and then still get the 401k in the Roth option. So, wow, I didn't think taxes were going to be that popular. So I'm excited that everyone seemed to like the tax questions. So as always, uh, thank you very much for participating tonight in Wine Wednesday. And we will be posting this to our our Wednesday podcast. And uh, we will put together a little download on the website, which is futurerichpodcast.com, to give you a little overview of effective marginal uh, understanding those tax brackets and then also the difference between a tax credit and tax deduction. And then I will also put on there your married filing joint, your married filing separate, and your single and head of household 2021 tax brackets. So thanks for joining. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.